Welcome to Redemption Unscripted. On this podcast, you will hear unscripted conversation to help you know Jesus, grow in your relationship with Him, and go advance His kingdom. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Redemption Unscripted. I'm your host, Austin, one of the pastors here, and with me on the mics uh, for this episode, we got two of other pastors. So our lead pastor, Rick, how you doing today, man? Fine, brother. Always fun to do these things with you. Yeah, and then on the other mic, we got uh, Sean. Pastor Sean, how you doing? I'm doing well. Excited to be here, man. Yeah. Well, before we dive into the topic for this episode, I want to I wanna read you guys something that came across Instagram today. And I just, I just want to hear your feedback. So, hey, dude, you're already <laughs> laughing, and you would not tell us what was, it was before I the know, recording. I know. It's really so not, that we're this, getting this fresh. The smirk is dangerous. Yeah, it's right nothing now. amazing. I just thought it was funny that someone would do this. So here's the. This was from Cleveland 19 News this morning. So Buffalo Wild Wings lawsuit. There's a lawsuit right now where a man is filing a lawsuit against, against Buffalo Wild Wings for claiming that boneless wings are just nuggets. Here we go. So this is a legitimate claim right now being filed. So give me your t- like, do you agree with this guy? Do you think, what, what, what's your thoughts on okay, this? Okay, come on. You, we got to tell the listening audience that this is not, there's, there's context to this. So this is a debate among our staff team. It's very true. Very there, true. there are two sides that some would call them wings and some would say no no if there's no bone in them those are chicken nuggets they're glorified chicken there's nuggets. a right answer and a wrong answer and I, and I believe you are team chicken nugget you would say they're chicken nuggets right no i would I, they're boneless wings. they're wings, they're boneless wings. Wow. I, see i i call them wings yeah now i, I know Ange. Ange gets she gets all hot and bothered on this one she gets like right she gets upset like these they are chicken nuggets who else is on her team uh, yeah, TJ, TJ, our producer TJ, right here. Yeah, TJ is in yeah. the room. He's our producer for the podcast. So TJ would say they are chicken nuggets. What are you in your? So the lawsuits for false advertising, is that it? Like they've, or Sean, you're expecting that I read the context okay, just, of the you full saw news the tagline. Okay. This is Instagram. I saw one line. That's all. So, so also <laughs> that means you didn't have like an, a warm-up question cued and you saw that and you said, thank you, Jesus. Oh, this will be good. Good 100%, content. hundred percent. Nice. Uh, so I'll I'll be disagreeable here. I, I would I mean I call them wings, mm-hmm. but th- I mean they are nuggets with sauce on them. I mean, I feel like a chicken nugget wouldn't have sauce on the chicken. Okay, like you so dip the a chicken nugget, uh, the boneless wings I mean, already it, have it, sauce. You on eat it. it with sauce on it. No, now are they like? And I think it all depends. Like some you're ripping the bone out, and it's it's a deboned wing. Some of them are like processed. You're talking mm-hmm. nuggets type thing, right? So the, it probably yeah. depends. Place to place, yeah. but yeah, I, Buffalo I call wings. wings. That's they're probably pretty close to chicken nuggets. Even I mean, though I, I call I, them wings, but I eat both of them. You yeah, know, they're good. Bone either in, way. bone out. It's fine. <laughs> I okay. So I prefer boneless wings, or as TJ would say, nuggets. Mm-hmm. Right, but I prefer boneless. What What do you go for? I would agree. I like the boneless. Austin, Sean, I, I like the experience of the bone in. You know, the so bone you're just and a wing. dog, man. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, if I'm like eating out with you guys, I'm going to get the boneless wings and just like be a little bit more polite, I guess. But right. I mean, if I, I want to really enjoy myself, you got to get those. It's an art form to eat yeah. correctly. It's, it's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Wow. It tastes better. I think like, you know, you just got to, got to get in there. TJ, I'm ignoring you. I it see you out it. of the corner TJ of my eye. I'm ignoring you, brother. Yeah, if our great. listeners <laughs> can see TJ, right? This is the most animated he's ever been in one of our podcasts. hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Well, that's that's been enough of that. But we do want to dive into a really important topic. And we'll, you know, for our listeners, I'll give you a heads up. 
we try our best in these podcasts to kind of spread kind of the topics and not always do a theological topic every time. Sometimes we talk about just practical things like marriage and how to walk with Jesus or different things like that. Uh, but sometimes, and this is one of those, we're, we're going to dive into more of a weighty, heady theological theme and a topic that, uh, that's important. But, but I want to give you a heads up uh, as we get into it. Uh, the other thing is this podcast is releasing a few days before Easter. And before mm-hmm. Easter on, on Sunday, we have Good Friday. And we did a podcast on that last year, but Good Friday is the day we remember Jesus dying for our sins on the cross. I think you just said before Easter on Sunday, we have Good Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Which <laughs> nobody's going to know what to do now. That is true. On anyway, Friday. I think they know what you, yeah. you meant. So. Uh, so, so, you know, Jesus died for our sins uh, on the cross. And so our, the question I want to throw at you guys is, what about Jesus and sin? Did, did he sin? Could he sin? Like, we know he died for our sins, but what about him? Did he have mm-hmm. sin? How do you, you know, how did that work? So let me just kind of throw out the first question, and this is kind of the get us going, is did Jesus sin? When he was on this earth, did he sin? Okay, first of all, I think it deserves to be said, you just went from like boneless nuggets to the sinlessness Amen. or sinfulness of Jesus. Yeah, like that was kind of a big jump, man. You some, know? some core theology hey, here. We don't want to make sudden. these episodes too long, so we just got to get right into it. 100%, 100%. 100%. All right, so did Jesus sin? Absolutely not. And I think, Pastor Sean, you'd agree, right? Yeah, that's that's the easy one for today, right? Like, did Jesus sin? No. Yeah. And theologians really don't debate that. Now, people who maybe don't believe in our Lord might, but but Christian theologians agree on that by and large. And there's verse, you know, 1 Peter 2.22 says, He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. 1 John 3, 5, you know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. So, no, Jesus did not sin. Yeah. So with that being said, the next question that often people will then pose is, uh, could he have sinned? So we, you guys both said he couldn't sin. We would agree with that. That's obviously clear in the scriptures. But could he have sinned? Well, and that one gets a little bit more tricky. That's where the debate starts. And actually, beforehand, we were kicking this around. And I know, Pastor Sean, you and I agree on this, Pastor Ross, and I think you do as well. But if we're going to be heady and theological, let's give big words, right? So we're talking about the impeccability of Christ. When you hear about something being impeccable, means it doesn't make mistakes or flaws or whatever. So the impeccability versus the peccability of Christ. So that's the debate, and our answer would be no. Jesus could not have sinned. Not only did he not, but he could not, would not sin. Sean, you're with me on that? Yeah, 100% there, and, uh, and it's important, too. Like it, it, it's, a, it's a big portion of, of even what we're celebrating with Easter of Jesus' death and resurrection, so that's great. Yeah, and part of our, our understanding of why that would be maybe has less to do with Easter and has more to do with Christmas. Mm. Because at Christmas, what you have is the incarnation of God taking on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. And when that happens, what we understand, ready for more big words, the hypostatic union. So the fact that Jesus is 100% God, 100% man, fully both at the same time, from from the incarnation onward. Uh, So in the hypostatic union, so you have Jesus being fully human, okay, and that flows from the virgin birth. Now, what's that mean, especially in relation to 
the fact that he could not sin? Well, first of all, he didn't have to, right? So you have the virgin birth, and in the virgin birth, Jesus is fully human, but he does not, therefore, inherit, inherit Adam's sin. He has no human father, so he doesn't have inherited sin, a sin nature where he has to sin. He must sin. So he is freed from that, and we actually end up with what the Bible calls a second Adam. It refers mm-hmm. to Jesus as the second Adam. And so what you had in the first Adam is a human being with no sinful nature. And then sin, and everyone, uh, him and all his descendants after that, had a sinful nature. Uh, But with Jesus, you kind of hit reset, Mm -hmm. and you have the second Adam. He doesn't have to sin. But that doesn't mean he wouldn't, right? So, Pastor Sean, what's the second part of the hypostatic union? Yeah, that God's... Uh, that Jesus is fully God as well. And there, again, there's tons of scriptures there that point to it. I always go uh, Colossians 2.9. I was mm-hmm. actually just teaching on this at uh, our, our high school ministry night, but it talks about that Jesus, in Jesus, the fullness of God dwelt bodily. And so it's this, not just that he's full humanity, and um, like the the first Adam, he is humanity without uh, tainted sin, but he's also fully God. Mm -hmm. So all of God's characteristics, his holiness, his goodness, his purity, uh, wrapped in uh, to one. 100%. In fact, I'm not just saying 100%, (laughs) but I'm like 100% God. Like he is 100% God. Of course, that implies some understanding about God himself. So, okay. So Jesus is 100% God and God sins? So, so you got to do the next step then, because I agree with you 100% there, Sean. So, but the next step is to say God himself never sins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the angels crying around him, uh, unbroken, holy, holy, holy. That, that's threefold. So he is perfectly holy. God never acts, uh, does anything that is not in accord with his perfect character. So he never, God's never conflicted. God, God's never thinking like, should I sin today? Should I not? Boy, what a, God's net, that's just not in his character. And in fact, what is sin? You ask that question, like what is sin? Well, to sin is to rebel against God. Okay, but, well, God could never, would never rebel against himself. So he, it's impossible for him to sin, but it's also impossible for him to act out not in sync with his character. So God would himself never sin. Mm -hmm. And there are verses to that effect, like uh, Psalm 5.4 says, For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. Psalm 92.15 says, uh, of the Lord, it says, There is no unrighteousness in him. So what you have is, uh, I mean, we, I think most Christians would say God never sins, right? Right. Okay, God never sins. Next question, is Jesus God? Yes, yes. Jesus yeah. is God. So, so if Jesus is God who never sins, well, then do the math. What's that mean about Jesus? He would never sin. And, and the, the, the illustration I love on this, it's like um, if you take a twig, you can easily snap a twig, Right. So uh, uh, let's call that peckable, able to be broken. Like you could snap that thing. You take a big old steel rod. You can't snap that thing, right? Tape the twig to the steel rod. Theoretically, the twig could snap, 
but taped to that steel rod, that twig would never. And so what you have is the humanity of Christ, but it's taped to the deity of Christ, and God would never sin. And so uh, that's why I would say he would never sin. I think, Sean, you and I are... Yeah. I'm, I'm spitting what you're, you're thinking, right? Yeah, for sure. It's... If, if Jesus could sin, if he was peccable, you, it, it almost comes down to, well, then Jesus can't be fully God in the way that the scriptures say and what, what traditionally orthodox Christianity believes. Uh, and even, we, we were talking about this before we started recording, just it matters that Jesus is fully God and impeccable and fully man now for, for salvation, but it also throws an effect can we, can we, if he is peccable, if he can sin, can we trust him later on? Could he sin later? Right. Like not just, not just now. Uh, it, it makes us first question, is our salvation intact? Because Jesus could have sinned and it, it, it not have worked the way that God wanted it to. Uh, but even now, Jesus is still in this hypostatic union. And can we trust that God's going to not sin tomorrow, today? And I think you even said a thousand years from now. What's right. that going to look like? Yeah, it becomes a Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. And so there are some theologians who would lean towards the peccability of Christ. I remember uh, at one point I worked at a church where there were two main pastors who were kind of leaders, and they disagreed on this. They debated this. And so there are people that lean towards the peccability of Christ. But the, the Pandora's box is if you say he could have, meaning while he walked on the earth— Jesus is still in the hypostatic union today, which means Jesus, if you say he could have then, he could today or a thousand years, or you've opened a Pandora's box you didn't realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I love what you're saying there, Sean. I agree. Yeah. Well, and so, so for you guys to, you know, as we kind of continue down, so Jesus, uh, he didn't sin, he couldn't sin. Now, a lot of people at this point will go, okay, well, time out. There was, there's passages in the Bible, I mean, so there's, in the gospel, I mean, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, and mm -hmm. then in Hebrews, you know, he's, he's our great high priest who sympathizes because he was tempted like we are. So, you know, some people go, okay, if he couldn't sin and he didn't sin, what, what's the point of the temptation? So, you know, we know he was tempted, that's scripture, so how do you guys respond to that? Like, what in the world were those temptations for, and what do they mean if he couldn't sin? Yeah, and that is usually the argument of those who go for the peccability of Christ, that they would say, well, we all agree he was tempted, right? Well, in what sense is he really tempted if he couldn't have sinned? And so first the answer is yes, he was tempted. Mm -hmm. The Bible says so. And Austin, you were already referring to Hebrews 4, 15, uh, where it says we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Mm -hmm. So it says right there, Jesus was tempted. So yeah, the Bible says so. And yes, uh, it's very, very true that Satan tried to tempt him. So in that sense, Satan was tempting Jesus. That doesn't mean that he was debating within himself, gee, I wonder if I'll sin today. You know, but, yeah. but Jesus was, in that sense, tempted by the activity of Satan. Satan was actively tempting him is probably a better way to say that. So yes, uh, and then in his human flesh, uh, I, I think the, the temptation that he experienced was in his humanity, not his deity, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, it is, there, there is part of that where Jesus didn't have a sin nature, and I think that impacts it. But 
as the scriptures say, he, he experienced temptation in the way that we did. We see it written out, again, Matthew 4, the temptation in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. There's human frailty of 100%, 100% of his humanity that plays into that. He's tired, he's weak, and, and, and so he experienced temptation in the same way that we do in, in his human frailty. Um, and so that makes him a savior that can relate with us mm-hmm. and, and be compassionate towards us. Yeah. Yeah, and so if Jesus then is our second Adam, as the scriptures refer to him, it's interesting to think that the first Adam was tempted mm-hmm. and he failed. So Jesus was tempted and he succeeded. Man, that's a weird way to say it, but yeah. but uh, C.S. Lewis toys with this thought in the Space Trilogy. One of the books is Paralandra. I, I never know how to say it correctly. Paralandra. Love the book. It's really interesting. Uh, it takes a, a fictitious Eve, quote-unquote Eve, not name that, but on another planet mm-hmm. who is experiencing temptation from the evil one. And she, you see her wrestle through it and come out on the other side, and she remains faithful, and she doesn't yeah. sin. So it's an interesting to think, what would it have been like if Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden yeah. were tempted by Satan and yet didn't fall? Okay, we have an answer. It's called Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, so he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness and didn't fall. Mm-hmm. He's the second Adam. But that's in his humanity. Now, in his deity... Could Jesus, uh, like, was he tempted is the question you're putting forward. Was he tempted? In his humanity, yes. We qualify what that means. In his deity, no. God is never tempted by sin. And, and James 1.13 tells us that, where it says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For, here it is, God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So God's never like, God's never like, man, evil, maybe that's kind of good. Like God's a wee bit smarter than that, wee bit more pure and holy than that. He's never tempted by sin, and Jesus is God. Yeah, Yeah, well said. Yeah. Well, and you guys have kind of, you've already hit it, some of this throughout, but maybe just to kind of tie it together and give some, even some practical here. I mean, I think some people listen to this go, okay, this is some good, you know, I got some new theological words. I kind of got a little more of a framework. You can impress your friends yeah, with $20 yeah, worlds. Yeah. 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 Use, use impeccability exactly. in a sentence, yeah. please. Uh, but, you know, we here at our church and even on this podcast, we want to make sure we, how do we take that theology and, and put it into practice and really understand mm-hmm. it? So uh, so why does all this matter for, you know, the, the Christian listening that's just trying to follow Jesus and, you know, the going through the grind of life? Why does it matter that Jesus not only didn't sin but couldn't sin? So when I, when I was thinking about this question, I think the biggest thing that encourages me about impeccability is that my salvation is secure in Christ, mm-hmm. right? That uh, I, I don't have to worry and doubt whether Jesus really was sinless or not. I can, I can believe what the Scripture says and what Christ has done, God's holy character that is unchanging, and I can rest in what He's done, and I don't need to second-guess how he lived, um, but even as I th- we mentioned earlier, if I, I know what tomorrow is going to be, that God's character is the same, and I can rest in His character, even you know, even in my unfaithfulness and my sin. It's a reminder: God's faithful; He's unchanging. Um, even when I sin tomorrow or ten years from now, He's going to be faithful. And so that's the biggest thing that encourages me and re- 
it's just a great reminder of God's impeccability. Well, and Pastor Sean, as you're talking about our salvation, our, so our salvation is predicated upon the hypostatic union of Christ. We don't often think of it that way, but the reality is that it was a human problem that needed a human payment for sin. Humans were responsible. We screwed it up. Mm-hmm. We have to pay. And so a human being had to die. The problem is that every human being is born in sin. And so, like you, you, in the scriptures, talking about that, like, you can't pay for another, you got to pay for yourself. So, what we need is a human being who is sinless. Well, crap, with Adam's sin nature being passed on, yeah. how are you going to get that? Virgin birth, right? So, you need a human being who is sinless, so doesn't have to pay for himself. But also, wait a minute, no, that payment, if salvation's going to work for all of us, that payment has to stretch far and wide. Hmm. It has to be kind of infinite. Well, that means you need, you need divinity. You need the infinite one, God himself. So you need a Savior who's going to be human, who's going to be divine, and who's going to be sinless. Mm-hmm. Boom. There it is. So our salvation is really predicated upon this very question. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another angle to it that, that is really encouraging to me. And so it's not only our salvation, and sometimes we're looking backwards for that, right. to who Christ was. But like Jesus, when he is, like, remember, he's crucified, buried, rises from the dead, then he ascends into heaven. And there's a little bit of a degree, unfortunately, and then the Holy Spirit comes, so you know this is the age of the Holy Spirit, awesome. But there's a little degree in the church now that we lose sight of Jesus. Mm. Like Jesus is kind of done and he's not doing anything. And that's just not true. The scriptures tell us uh, really throughout Hebrews a lot, but uh, that he is right now, he's our advocate and high priest before God the Father. Right. So he has an active ministry for us right now. And the cool thing about that is for him to be our high priest, we kind of need two things. We need him to understand and empathize with our situation, which means he has to be tempted in all things, right? He has to understand human temptation. But then we also need him not to be stained by it, not to be in our filth. So we need him to understand us, but not be completely like us. It's almost like we need him to be human and divine at the same, and he still is. And so that is why, like, I'll give you one verse out of Hebrews. I guess it's two verses, but Hebrews 2, 17 and 18 say this, Therefore, he, referring to Jesus, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So some of that happened in the past, propitiation. Some of that's he's helping us who are being tempted right now. And of course, earlier we quoted uh, Hebrews 4.15. Uh, so, so we need a high priest right now advocating for us before God the Father, but we need him to empathize with our weaknesses, uh, yet not be sucked under by our weaknesses. Right. And that's who Jesus is. There's something just so beautiful about that, right? That we have a God that can actually sympathize with, with us and our human frailty, our weakness of... Uh, it, it's just this beautiful picture and at the same time can do something about it, right? It's not just, oh, hey, I'm sorry, this is really hard and you're weak and here's some well wishes, but there's this God that 
understands, sympathizes, and to your point, sinless, can fix it, can undo the brokenness of our hearts. Yeah, and that prompted within me, Sean, you know, recently I did a sermon as we started Second Corinthians on how God comforts us so that we cannot be, not so that we can be comfortable, but so that we can be comforters. Right. So the same area we wrestled with, we know that in life. So whatever somebody is dealing with, that pain, you want somebody who's been through that pain. But, okay, so let's say we have a lot of recovering addicts in our midst. And, I mean, not in this room right now. I don't know. I'm looking at TJ, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, I mean, in our church, we have a lot of recovering addicts. And what they really appreciate is getting together with people who have been there, done that, grown through it, and so they're able to relate to them. Oh, but, but watch this. What they don't need is somebody who is currently in the gutter, just falling down drunk. You need somebody who has actually, yes, been there and experienced it, but is not filthy themselves in that moment. So they can help you. Because if they're broken, they're really going to have a hard time helping you out, right? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about with Jesus. He's been there, done that, not sinned himself, but he's experienced it, but he's not broken like us. And so he's able to help us. So yeah, I agree 100% with what you're saying, John. Yeah. Well, this has been, man, it's been a great discussion, and I hope, I like how you guys even into that. I, ho- I hope our listeners, after this podcast is over, I mean, the goal is, man, help them understand who Jesus is a little bit better, but more than just understanding, love him more because of who he is, because of the amazing truth of the hypostatic union and all this. So thanks for, yeah, being on this podcast. Is there any closing thoughts you guys have with our listeners before we sign off? The only closing thought I have is that they are absolutely boneless wings. No, How are you going to follow that up, I mean, Sean? Just, guys, enjoy your food more. Yeah. Get the bone and bone in your wings. Just enjoy it. And I will confirm, uh, TJ is an addict to chicken wings. He texted me a moment ago in the recording to let me know he does have an addiction to chicken wings. So. Uh, boneless wings is really what it is. So, uh, well, thanks for listening to this podcast. It's been a good discussion. Thanks you guys for, for being on it. And hopefully you'll join us next time on another episode of Redemption Unscripted. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. To catch the latest episode, be sure to subscribe and follow us. For more resources like this, visit our website at www.redemptionchapel.com slash grow. We hope you join us next time on Redemption Unscripted.